previously on Triumph Over Trials. To the rest of your adulthood life, you know, it's how, how you were raised. And I, I think I was raised really well by my parents, you know, to, to make sure that, like, I take care of others before myself, you know, to make sure that I can make everyone as happy as possible. And, and in this job, you can't make everyone happy, you know, but no, not at all. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, what can I do to at least like please the masses not assisting with anything then it shows right. that you're just a poor leader and you're not bought in you know and I, that was definitely right. one of the things where i i've always been a guy that's like i want i want a good culture you know i want i want to make sure that like like everyone i can buy in as many people as possible to the cause that we have you know and make sure that we're all like a, one big team one big family welcome to each one teach one where wisdom takes the lead i'm ricky monty your guide on this journey of shared knowledge and wisdom let's dive in I just want to get my grandma and my mom a bachelor so they can hang up on the wall. But for me, I'm good. But what I did learn in my psych classes, um, and I, I, I still use it, and um, it's really key when dealing with uh, young soldiers is, you know, Maslow's, you know, hierarchy of needs. And I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, and I kind of took that and I deep dove in Maslow's oh, yeah. hierarchy of needs. And when he's talking about, you know, the first level, basically, you know, you just give, you know, you know, the person their basic necessities, you know, you know, your water, your shelter, your uh -huh. food. I, I, I do that with my soldiers. And once, you know, the, the, the soldiers have, you know, the sense of, you know, the water, the food and the, the shelter, you know, kind of like things kind of fall into place slowly and you work yourself up and then you get to the safety needs i really think that the army modeled their stuff off of that when you look at your original uh model prior to the army strong it was be all you can be and um the be all you can be is a clear indicator of maslow's hierarchy of needs because at the, the pinnacle that you're trying to achieve is self-actualization uh, and that's just basically, you know, just the desire to, you know, become your most highest self. Um, you're constantly on a journey to achieve your highest self. And I often apply that along with the in-between steps of loving and belonging, allowing, you spoke to that, you know, allowing belonging to a team, esprit de corps, you know, the army, you hear that a lot. We, we jog, we have the morale, you have to uh, allow soldiers to have the purpose, the direction and the motivation. And um, the last step that I often use is the esteem factor, you know, allowing them to have the respect, you know, the, the status, the recognition, the strength, showing them that they have the freedom to, hey, sorry, I, I can desire if I go grab me a, a cigarette real quick, I'm about to go ahead and knock this out real quick afterwards. Hey, go ahead, man, go ahead and knock that out. You allow them yeah. to have that freedom of reign because at the end of the day, he still or she still has those basic needs and those safety needs that need to be met. And they need to be assured that the loving and belonging from that key leader improves their self-esteem, which ultimately gives them self-actualization. Like how hard is that? And I'm not even a college graduate to understand and a battalion or brigade commander can't. <laughs> you gotta look after your people, you know, and, and help them, like you said, bring them to that self-actualization level, you know, so. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you, you have to. That's the key. And I think um, you're on your path. And, and uh, I want to double back to real quick, real quick. I want to double back to what you said about, you know, uh, how you remember the feeling of working at Wendy's getting 250 an hour. Like that no, feeling like alone. 250 a paycheck. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, 250 a paycheck. 
like 250 a paycheck yeah oh oh my god okay okay now okay but like the 250 a paycheck and where where is this located this was in uh Cal- roseville california you know so like a really Man, like that's nice- nothing <laughs> yeah <it> was- <laughs> that's nothing in cali i know oh my god like minimum wage was like eight something now it's like 15 something it's still not enough for you to live on in california you know oh no trust me i've been you know scouting around temecula and, and coronado and it's definitely you know the price of living has increased for sure the vibes <laughs> are there though man I'm, I'm moving out there for sure oh, okay the vibes are there. i'm sorry i can't help it man there's something about the palm trees the wineries <laughs> oh man yeah no it's nice you just yeah, when you're paying that cali tax you know you better better use up all of california that you can you know cause... yeah they take care of the veterans yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> For sure. I, I was, I'm, I'm looking at a couple of different things. Uh, but, you know, speaking about, you know, that and just, you know, you looking back and reflecting on just how much, you know, you wanted to grind to get yourself to the point where you were the one that got your family uh, to the point where they can retire early. Um, it sounds like you took that to heart and you went and you put the uniform on, you raised your right hand and begin to be a part of something that was bigger than yourself. Um, with that, how did you find the ability to establish yourself uh, really strong financially? Because uh, we've had several conversations on the financial side, and uh, we, we've talked numbers, you know. So, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, we, we we've talked big numbers, and I think that you know you're one of those individuals that you know you're sound when it comes to finance. And uh, I just want here on the show, each one teach one. We like to have the guests leave some of our listeners with some of those teaching gems so if anything on the financial side you would uh, suggest to any new soldier or person just in general starting out yeah i mean i always i always said start off small like um what got me into finance was like my last year of college where i was like okay like i was thinking about it and i was like i like have my money sitting in a savings account doing nothing right now like at all or do I want to like make that money work for me you know because I read a couple of books and one of them is like called Rich Dad Poor Dad it's a really good one yes, I suggest like, yes. one of the, yeah the pioneer of like one of the, the, the fine um very cliche but like it definitely teaches you a lot about what you need to know and it's like like it's it's not your, your money is just gonna sit there like I don't understand you know so that's like why why would you want it to sit there when you can actively have it work for you if you can warm way to make money while you're sleeping then you're never gonna have to worry about money again like you know and it's one of those things where i took that to heart because i was like okay i need to find multiple different ways where i can like increase my increase my net worth you know and the stock market was one of those ways like that's how that's how i originally got into all this finance or business oriented stuff and then slowly once i once i got like i i felt like i kind of conquered the stock market and like i in a way where i was like okay safe returns you know i looked at the next avenue and the next avenue for me was real estate so now like i'm i'm i've been working on my real estate business and it's been it's been growing slowly and it's one of those things where it's like okay like now like this is where like you get into like the 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 sharks the sharks of the entrepreneur world you know where yeah they're getting like to the heavy hitters and this is where this is where you make big money and you, you build an empire off of this you know and like i didn't feel like i was able to do that with the stock market but that's what i start off small like and then people always ask me like how how much should i put in blah 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 like all this stuff 
and I just always tell them put them put in as much as you can. Like there was times where I was only to put in like ten bucks, you know, and like right. But that ten bucks is at least doing something in the stock market versus it's sitting in a savings account where it's getting you like a percentage or two, you zero, know, zero point one percent. Like come on, exactly. Yeah. Like most people aren't getting it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I always tell people start off small, like, that, and get the ball rolling. Like, have that have that automated for you. You know, every month, like, just have have like Robinhood or TD Ameritrade or whatever like a brokerage account you use. Pull money from your checking account, so like it's not even there. I always tell people all the time, like, if you look at my bank account, it's it's like less than a hundred dollars in my bank account. You know, all the time, right. any time, because it's like I need to I need to have my money working for me. One, but two. A lot of people, and I'm I'm one of these people, where if I see that I have money, I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. find a way to spend that, you know. And it's yeah. probably not gonna be the smartest way, you know. And so yeah. it's one of those things where you have to you have to know what your weaknesses are and be able to self-assess. And that was one of my weaknesses was I know that if I see that I got like a couple hundred, I'm gonna spend it on whatever, blah blah blah. And then I'm gonna be like, okay, like that was not the best use of that. So <laughs> the immediate small, bad feeling after rolling. you check it. <laughs> yeah, and then compound like it's like. Once you start off small, it's slowly going to get bigger and it's going to start compounding more and more. And that's where you make, that's where you make like, you know, that's where you make your biggest gains is when, when the avalanche, that small little snowball you have turns into right. a big avalanche, you know, and that's one of the biggest advice I can give. Um, and then just be, being hungry, you know, being hungry about learning stuff. Like I, I didn't know a lot of stuff about the stock market or even real estate. So every time I, I found something that I didn't know, I would always just Google it up, like find a couple different videos to validate like, hey, like is so-and-so telling me like legit information or is he just making this YouTube video because it's because it's fake knowledge, you know? Like, right, just to get off of it. Yeah, so it's one of those things where it's like, hey, like I validated it, we're good, like, and then I, I, I learned a little bit more, you know, and you do that until you feel like you've learned enough to become like a little bit of a subject matter expert in it. And that's that's how we're able to have like these intellectual conversations about our finances, you know. Absolutely. Like, I think um, to add to what you're saying, because you, you hit some key points and I'll, and I'll get on that. But it's like um, understanding for me, like reading the, uh, the trends, I, w- I would start to look at uh, stock trends. Uh-huh. And look for me, starting out looking at the S and P five hundred, uh, checking the spy every morning at about eight o'clock, yeah, um, was a habit. And then I realized, you know, I could go onto other sh- uh, platforms like Webull and, and do it at four or five, yeah, to the point yeah. where it's like you don't even want to sleep. You set your alarm at three in the morning because you're like, you know what? I'm so eager to get up and see what's gonna happen, yeah. and make these moves. But my thing is like. Um, the trends. If you can understand what trends, um, because the S and P 500 is going to cover the top 500 companies, um, yeah. and that's going to tell you the way the market's going to move left or right that day, you know, or just, you know, everybody who really, really trades knows like 9:30 to like 10:30, you got that's that's when you boom, like it's going to it's going to take off, and it might yeah. level off around your 11, you know, because you know you got your East Coast West Coast time difference and stuff like that, but. For sure, learning that, researching, and um, it sounds like you said, uh, you know, you want to have that reoccurring, reoccurring things going in out of your bank account into those other places to make your money work for you. Turning yeah, the like money auto into buy. a tool. Okay, like auto, just like you can't miss money you never had, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love it, and, and I think that's gonna be key, guys. Like y'all gotta really tune into that because, you know, like you said, he took small things and compounded into bigger things and he took that 
flip that into something else and now the real estate is the game because life is a monopoly you got to buy some property exactly exactly like it's one of those things you start off small and that for me was like 50 bucks or whatever and that like people people say like that might be a lot but like i i challenge you to find stuff in your daily in your daily life that you're spending uh, that's around there and cut that out you know i guarantee you there's people buying tons of beers that are like you know more than 50 dollars worth of beer a week or a month you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. It's one of those things like, hey, like you criticize me on how I'm able to like put 10 to 50 bucks down like every month or every week or every, every two weeks. But it's like I I could turn around and say like, look, like I, if I looked at your lifestyle, I, I feel like I can find like 100 to 200 bucks that I can cut out and that you can use to um, to invest. And that's one of those things that like, you just have to be obsessed, like be obsessed with a craft that you want to be like the best at it. And everything else will fall into place again, you know? Ah, man, that is profound right there. And I think um, if if people follow a lot more of that, you know, they'll be okay. But I think the biggest problem is this easier said than done. And especially in the military, you know, um, you have a lot of individuals who've got money for the first time. And, And for me, that was the case. I, you know, first duty station was Korea. And I was like, yo, I'm in Asia. Like, I'm from South Carolina, dude. Never left this town. And <laughs> I'm in Asia for the first time. You're going to give me a bag. And I'm getting overseas money. And I'm getting, like, hazard duty pay or imminent danger pay or something like that as, like, a PFC. Dude, I'm, I'm getting good money. You know what I mean? It's tax-free. I am buying every pair of J's. I'm going to H&M. I'm going to fendi i'm going to louis we buying sweets for the weekend <laughs> we in myongdong we in itaewon partying um and it's like i just always looked at it like well never had it so and it just kind of goes back to like rich dad poor dad and another book i read called um the richest man in babylon i believe it was uh, uh-huh. i read it a couple years back and it was just so profound like just just that mentality that you have it's like um you just say, and, and and another thing it was, I think seeing that your money's gonna keep coming back. It's like, well, I ain't really tripping too hard. I mean, first fifteenth, I got money in, and you're thinking you're gonna do this forever, and the invincible feeling of just like, I have security, I have a yeah. job, you know, and um, uh, the biggest, well, the first wake up call because, like I said, I didn't understand money. I didn't have the opportunity and I, I do want to change that and that's why I self-educated and I will teach my children about money and finance and the proper way to deal with that because uh, credit is important as well. Um, all those things hit me when we had our first government shutdown, I want to say in like 2010, 2011 or whatever, and we weren't about to get paid and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I don't have no money. And I yeah. was, of course, a private. I had a car back stateside that I wasn't driving that had a really high APR that I was paying way more than I should have. And I'm just like <laughs> spending money out the yin yang and I'm not even doing that. I'm just like, man, I got to do something. And um, I went and then, you know, I set up IRAs and, you know, the Roth IRAs. Yeah. Did some mutual fund things when I later on got to Fort Hood. Uh, do you, um, do you think that's something to get into mutual funds or bonds or could you speak to anything like ETFs? Yes, I, I'm a full believer in ETFs. Like, um, it's one of those things they've done tons of studies on, like, and we, you mentioned it before, like if you just get yourself like a S&P 500 uh, index fund or ETF, right? 
um, like Spy or, or Vanguard, which is Vo. Um, yeah, I love Vanguard's good. Fidelity exactly, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're going to track like it's just an ETF of the 500 most like best safest companies in America. So, and they've done periods of they've done rolling periods of this, and no matter what rolling period you look at throughout history of any 20 year span, you're going to be up on your money. So that's why I highly suggest that people start with that because it's one of those safer things. But again, I'm not a financial advisor, but like, there's studies out there um, that you can look at that have like shown the success rate that it will outperform like 90 or 95 percent of most uh financial advisors you know like so there's no point in paying a financial advisor when you can literally do outperform them by doing um an etf which is why i truly believe like it's a good thing to get into and like you talked about um roth iras and stuff like that Th those are like stuff that you want to buy into because like the roth like when when you retire and when you're like 59 and a half right that's when you can pull that money out tax-free like it's growing tax-free for you um, because it's already been taxed, you know, and that is a big, that's a big, large sum of tra uh, change that you definitely want to like maximize um, yeah. in the future. You know, everyone's always, always looking at like um, instant gratification, but but no one ever thinks about delayed gratification. No one ever thinks about like, hey, like, what, what where am I going to be when I'm 40, 50, 60 years old? Like, am I going to still be able to do this? Like, am I going to still be working or do I need a do I need to start taking care of that version of me too? You know, and it's it's one of those things that you got to think about, and that's why that's why I try to put everything into delayed gratification. You know, because right now I feel like life is good for me. You know, and I don't have much to complain about. So putting everything into delayed gratification to make ensuring that it keeps on being good for my future is is always a good good mindset to have. Absolutely, and you know earlier you spoke to like the fact that you've achieved you know numerous academic success alongside your military service um could you uh talk uh, about the importance of continuous learning and how it's uh has shaped your career and personal growth yeah i mean it's it's always it's always uh, important to be a student you know like i think that being a student and being coachable are two two very important things that people people like to see in someone you know because it makes you a more likable person and and if you act like a know-it-all all the time right no one's gonna be um reaching their no one's gonna be sticking their necks out for you to help you to teach you anything else that you you might not even know you know so i always i always just like to come into it like with an open mind like hey like what, what can you teach me about this what do what do i not know and like even if it's a even if they just give me a quick refresher or, or or repeat stuff that I already know, it's always good to it's always good to re, um, to hear it again, you know. So it's one of those things where it's, I think it's always important to be hungry for knowledge, you know, just hungry for like random stuff. I get random thoughts in my head like, how does this work? And I look it up. Like I'm like the other day I looked up like how does a break something? How do how do how do airplanes break when they um when they land? You know, because I was always like, there's no way like you know. So like just random thoughts that you have like that always continue that itch you know always scratch that itch always always just like question all these things and then look at look at um look at the answers for them you know and that's how that's how you get that drive to continue learning and then improving yourself as an overall person you know because the more the more you learn the the more you're able to use that knowledge that you've already obtained to, to make yourself better in any way that you're looking for you know it's it's better to be like that than to be stuck in of hey like i already know everything 
no one can teach me anything you know it's just a it's a bad mindset to have it's a dangerous one to have you know absolutely you're right you are absolutely right you know and when i was a part of the first army you know our uh, motto was earning the a um and, and going in direct correlation with that uh, i noticed that you were part of a program at purdue global yes yeah um while i was a platoon leader there um i uh I took classes for my for my master's program because again like i was just so so gung-ho on being like all right like let's get to the next level what's the next level and for me that was my master's you know and um it's it's one of those things where i i was able to balance a 4.0 gpa while while working you know and it was hard but it was one of those things like that i at the time was so again hungry for i was so like ready i this is what i need to do um, but then when I finally took a step back and I, I sat back for a second, I was like, um, like, is this, is this the path that I want to go in? Like, we're always like hard charging, just straight, like 200 miles per hour in this direction that we think like is going to be the best one for us. But then at the, right. I slowly realized like, maybe, maybe this isn't it. Like maybe this isn't the path. And I, it, it was quite unfortunate that I was like three, three classes away from like obtaining my master's at Purdue Global that. I like realized this because I was a lot of money wasted, <laughs> um, but I did learn a lot. It, it it taught me to be more more punctual. It taught me more like grammatical stuff in my writing and everything like that. It taught me to be better academically a little bit, you know. And so that that experience is invaluable, and it's one of those things where I'm I'm happy that even though like I have nothing to show for this uh, this degree that I was working on that I that I dropped out of, um, it was one of those things that I, like it it. It told me like, hey, take a step back, reevaluate your situation, and like think you want to go. And it, to me, it wasn't, and it um, it was one of those things because I was like, I I want to use all the money I have to work on my real estate business. That's what I wanted. Is this this isn't going to get me there, you know? And so I took a step back and I realized that wasn't it for me, and it wasn't one of those things that I needed to do, but it's an important lesson it's an important lesson that like hey like you're not going to succeed at everything you do like um i have a list of stuff that i failed like eventually i'm going to make a post on it but everyone sees like through it like social media all the successes right but no one ever like talks about all the failures behind the scenes right no one ever like highlights that and i was going to make a post like you know like that like through my journey through my through, through my journey of like in the army Pandemics, like even through my business like i've had a lot of failures like you know and there's there's just there's probably like five to ten failures before i have one successful thing you know and it's one of those things like what do you do after you fail that determines who you are and how you're how you're going to be successful right like do you do you change it up like change up the game plan a little bit and continue attacking or do you just give up because like you failed you know and it was one of those things like I just failed academically like I just I dropped out I was like like I have 4.0 like I like I definitely was like on the verge of like getting my master's but then I was like no like this isn't the path for me so I definitely could say that I failed academically in that not well for me I look at it as not so much as a failure uh academically Uh, I'd like to think of it as you learned valuable lessons and it was like more than any of that degree at that time would give you because it's oh, about self-gratification you know yeah you know, they're right. always like, gonna print money <laughs> yeah 
yeah, you're right. It was more than what that degree could offer me. Like me, like I said again, like me going to that school, like it taught me a lot of valuable lessons, and it 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 did develop me as a person. Not not like the degree itself, but having to work on that degree and having to write these certain papers for that degree that helped me, right? Like as a, it helped me grow. It helped me grow, like in a way. Thought that I would never be able to reach, you know. And I took those lessons with me. I didn't just drop out of this degree and then said like, "Screw all the knowledge I learned with it. Screw all the skills that I picked up to like get this far in this degree." Like I still took those skills and those knowledge with me, and I use them through all these other things that I do throughout my army career and my business business career, you know. So yeah, absolutely, and it's all encompassing. I can definitely see. You really kind of being the epitome of the whole total soldier concept that the、uh, big army is going after,、uh, and, and you spoke to just about diversification in your portfolio, but it's also about diversifying yourself as an individual and making yourself an asset and not a liability. But then those things allowed you to be, you know, way ahead of your peers. You were already ahead of the game when it came to all of those things. And about you said something about taking a previous、uh, knowledge and experience and applying it.、Um, you've been really actively involved in refining the Army's、uh, high-rain SOP, and and that's kind of like you know my bread and butter. You know, like the rapid infiltration is uh, uh, something that is、uh, definitely key in long-range precision rockets and、uh, fire mission procedures. So、uh, for you, how has this work you know kind of contributed to the effectiveness of、um, the Joint Force missions? And, What are some of the lessons that you learn from those collaborations?、Um, yeah, I mean, like you got me, you got my feet wet in that. You know, we, we did our first、uh, high rain when I was PL in Bravo Battery, and then like, and then again, like in Valley Battery, did a few, and then like,、um, I felt like that built on my knowledge of、um, say general understanding knowledge of how it all worked, right, and then. I had the opportunity to go to、um, Vegas for the weapons integration schools training with the yeah, Air Force, right? They, yeah, so it's commonly known as WISN, and it's one of those where it's a great opportunity for these really great pilots of all sorts to go and work on their craft and and become better at their craft, you know. So you're talking like the the best pilots, you know, coming together doing that, and we have the opportunity to support that and play a part in that. And with that being said, there's a lot of C-130s, C-17s that we we get to we get to play around with in there. And those guys there are knowledgeable on all like the JPAD systems and all that, which is stuff that's like kind of kind of foggy when it comes to our our field because it's one of those where some people know it, some people don't. Right. That are there, like that are like top tier of their class, like they know that stuff. So they're over there teaching us. They're giving us like. All these tips and pointers, you know, they're they're they've done tons of high range missions because there's only a select few crews, just like there are a select few crews of like high Mars that are running high range missions continuously because it's such a it's such a、uh, a high visibility thing. It's 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 a task that like one of those things that like all these generals want to see done, you know.、Yeah. It's one of the latest and greatest things. We we think of it as like something we do like nonchalantly every like couple months, but like <laughs> a lot of, a lot of generals like it's like yo like what's what's up with this high rain like let's let's see what this is about let's see what the capabilities,、mm-hmm. long range precision fi- fire like、um, vehicles is able to 
there the, the air force there um in vegas like they were they were letting us do c-130s in the dark like so like very oh, yeah. like intense training because i i think you know like how tight a c-130 is like oh yeah i know <laughs> now, now doing yeah. that at night too like you're bringing a lot of degree of like danger you're bringing a lot of degree anxiety you're making a lot of degree of like stuff that you have to think about because you're if i mess this up and we back in wrong Man. not only is that high Oof. car is down as you damaged that bird but the bird is going to be down and that's yeah. that's a that's a lot of that's a lot yeah you're up on and so old class a old class a incident <laughs> yeah exactly and it's one of those things like um just due to the nature of the exercise like can't really say much but it's one of those like we were testing out a lot of a lot of good stuff you know and it's one of those yeah, things sure. like, to be able to have a good opportunity to to see and witness as a young young lieutenant and then my other opportunity was being sent as a liaison to represent um 327 right and a package that we sent out there to uh fort benning for uh supporting the rangers right and that was a by far one of the best exercises i've ever conducted um they do it different down there they it's all professional it's all top tier like every every moment from start to finish of that was like just mind-blowing like how crazy they were at attention to detail planning how how good they are like how cut they to me that like it showed it showed that they were just like cut above us like in every way possible because they had they had uh like groups there you know they just all these special forces dudes all these like marsoc mm-hmm. all these guys that were the best of the best at their craft like the way they breathed was so professional so realistic everything was was done to a degree where you were just you were just mm-hmm. i was just uh, inspired inspired is the word like i was just like wow like we have guys that are like doing this and did a um an airfield seizure exercise so we were part of that and that was again like one of those things where it's like how did they we were working on how they can implement us into that game plan because they're like look like high mars is the new thing we know it what can we do to implement you guys into the plan and and the plan like um was to do like everything by night and like you know take out take out the key essential stuff that we needed to take out you know and then they go in and they clean out the rest and so it's like look like people are implementing us into their game plans because they know how important we are they know the capabilities that we can do when we briefed them like what our range was they yeah. were mind blown oh they yeah were, they were completely mind blown they were like you're kidding right and i was like no like that's nah. not we can range that <laughs> like <laughs> we can touch yeah. you <laughs> yeah don't worry about it like you know and like they were just like mind blown by like the capabilities that like a high mars is able to um provide and so i going forward they were definitely like even the lieutenant colonel or actually the colonel my bad he would he uh he definitely said like going forward through all their mlat exercises now they're going to be implementing high mars and they're going to have it be more and more of a bigger piece in their whole operation that's what it was um during their uh, exercise and it was just amazing like you know to see like a lot of a lot more people in the army are buying into this because it, you yeah. know like 10 years ago i'm sure it wasn't the coolest thing in the world to be you know yeah like, we were just fighting to prove our worth and trying to sell like you said having good officers uh talk about our fire capabilities oh 100 but now like being here 
um, where I'm currently at, and then seeing the stuff in uh, in Ukraine, like you see, you see how much of an impact Time Wars is making, and it's mm-hmm. one of those. It's a complete game changer. You have you have all these nations that are asking a lot of questions because they're trying to buy, like they're trying to see if it's worth it, you know, and and you see it happening live right now, like you know, like the war, the war with Russia. It's 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 worth it. Like, you know, like it's a game changer. It, it really is. If you want to seize key terrain, they know who to call. Exactly. I, I really think it's just one of those things. It's just now starting to come to you know light and be popularized. But uh, uh, the the main the main people they've always requested for us years ago. You know, it was just always an unsaid thing. You know, uh, we just didn't get credit. I mean, everything was an airstrike. They didn't give us credit. So it, it's just music to my ears to hear it moving leaps and bounds forward. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. It's one of those things that, like, like you said, we're getting more and more credit for, and it, and it sucks because, like, once I'm done with Triple C and I go to my next unit, it won't be a high Mars unit more than likely. You know, and it'll be back right. to camp. If you want to pick up where you left off, you can go ahead and just follow the podcast here. Don't forget to rate the podcast so other people can listen to good content too. If you want to stay in the know and be tuned in, make sure you rate it, follow it on all the social platforms, and oh, forget the podcast. You can go straight to the Patreon. Yeah, we got membership, and we're the FOUO. Not for office use only, for opportunity usage only. The last question. Um, you worked in spearheading, you know, the implementation of, uh, you know, the three by nine high Mars formation in the army. Uh, it's very impressive. Um, could you tell uh, the listeners and myself a little bit more about, you know, this initiative and the impact on the army's capabilities in this new three by nine formation? Yeah. So, I mean, um, right after I, I got moved from Bravo, I got moved to Charlie battery and I had a unique opportunity to be able to help and play and implement like a play a big role in setting standing up a battery you know not many people can say that they've played it like they've done that and it's one of those like rare opportunities where um just like you got me as a brand new like uh second lieutenant i got a, i had two soldiers starting out in that battery and then it grew to four in my platoon like and that's a lot for a, a rocket you know uh, rocket platoon because usually you only have about 20 you know so I had a bunch of soldiers and they were all PSCs fuzzies you name it you know and um, and then a couple MCOs and it was, to see them grow from that to now MCOs here um, it's a uh, it's one of those great opportunities it's one of a very rewarding the battalion you know so it's like like we're there we're, we're <laughs> Yeah, we're there. Absolutely. It, it definitely makes you feel accomplished. And it's like you didn't waste that time. Uh, oh, yeah, being exactly. In position. That, 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 that's, that speaks volumes by itself. And it's like, you know, for you, I want you just to just keep going and being that voice to the people that they can go to. Um, because there's not many officers who are willing to do the things that you've done and continue to do. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a tough road, tough and lonely road. Like I like we we talked about before, you know. So, and it's even it's even harder when you have to hold like your uh, 
your higher ups like to a to a better standard, a higher standard, you know, because you expect more of them. So it's one of those things where it's a hard and lonely road. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. It is, but it's gonna be worth it. Didn't say it was gonna be fair. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. definitely definitely been a pleasure to uh, you know discuss some of these key things, and you just went over so many financial tips and just discuss you know your trials and tribulations and the adversities that you face and it's just really been uplifting just to hear from you it's been a long time and uh, i wish you safe travels back to stateside and just know when you get back we're gonna link up because i'll be headed down that way and we gotta celebrate because uh man that promotion is definitely long overdue and and much deserved brother (laughs) thank you so much brother yeah like want to thank you for the opportunity to be able to talk on your show you know because it's uh it means a lot you know it means a lot to be able to be asked to to do something like this where i know it's going to go and reach a lot of people and your platform that you're you're on is going to reach a lot of people and help them out with whatever they need you know absolutely bro and i just you know i just feel like this is just a calling and i just want to help at least one person because i just believe that each of us you know we have a purpose and we have a story and it should be heard and i'm just glad that now i have the platform to allow the leaders that i've affected and the leaders that have affected me just as much to have that platform to tell someone else um, oh yeah most definitely yeah definitely um, again thank you for having you on the show and uh just didn't believe we're gonna do a full video version of this too man <laughs> it's gonna be big yeah, I'm oh, excited, man. man. Yeah, I'm excited Where's to see the... where, where it all goes, you know, because it seems like you're doing something really big right now that's going to that's gonna have a big part in, like, affecting not only the Army, but just the civilians that are able to listen to all all this plethora of knowledge, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm just letting it use me. I'm just a vessel. Um, I'm just, you know, humbling experience. I'm glad that now we're reaching over 300,000 years, you know? So that that for me is just really big, um, really really big and humbling that you know people want to hear leaders and they want to get guidance in some way shape or form. So we're gonna keep going, brother. As long as uh, I have air and lungs in my body, I'm gonna keep going. As I wrap up today's episode, we encourage you to continue this conversation, break down the barriers, and support one another. Our mission is clear. Each one has to teach one. Share your knowledge, share your experiences, and let's build a military community wherever mental health is as a top priority. Stay vigilant, stay resilient, and remember your mental well-being is your greatest strength. Until next time, take care, and together we can conquer any battle, man, both on the front lines and within ourselves. Stay inspired.